Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Sports with Coach Nathan West and Coach Applesauce Brad Miller. He's got the applesauce, folks. He's got the Christmas applesauce. Better believe it, man. It's two cuts this week, folks. Two cuts he's giving. (laughs) Oh, now I'm all thrown off. Yep, we're already we're already going down that. <laughs> a bunch of slap dicks around here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna try to make this more professional this time. <clears throat> we plan on talking some college football playoffs because Coach West was not here. Me and me and Brad talked about it, and right when we were talking last time, they announced it. We're gonna talk about that. Talk about Ohio State, I guess. Then we're going to discuss how our Chicago Bears are screwing up our draft picks, maybe. And then Coach West wasn't here for our Illini stuff, so we'll talk about some Illini stuff. So, yeah, we'll get going. Everybody knows the college football playoff. Uh, Number one was Alabama. Number two was Clemson. Number three was that team in Ohio. And then number four was Notre Dame with number five at Texas A&M and number six, Oklahoma. So we're just going to go around and our thoughts about it. So, guys, I don't care who goes first. First one, Alabama. Was there any shock that, I mean, we all knew Bama was going to be number one. They're on a mission. Maybe they get Waddle back. They that might. could be. Yeah, that that might be really interesting. Real quick, you you already have a Heisman at the other wide out, and now you have the most explosive player in college football possibly coming back. Hands down the number one team without it. If you're one of the good Alabama players, are you at some point like a little mad that 
you and your teammates are stealing Heisman votes from each other. <laughs> That's you know what? Poison, Brad. <laughs> you know what? With with the way everything's going, it doesn't matter. They probably had the Heisman winner pick before the year started anyway. Just like they had the college. From Ohio State. Yeah. You're getting so, ahead of ourselves. Getting ahead of ourselves with right? that one. No, no, no. We're right here. We're right here. But I mean, it's just like I think personally, like honestly, Devontae Smith, he would be my guy. I think he's the first non quarterback, but I do love the I love the trash kid. I don't I don't think you know everybody's Trevor Lawrence, but I think everybody's Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence one is a true freshman, one a uh you know national chip. So I don't know. Yeah I think if Lawrence if Lawrence wins it it's more of like a career award. Yes like, Thanks for staying here for three years. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we're being I, honest about who the best, most exceptional player in the nation was this year, I think it's two people. It's either Trask or Smith. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be cool to see a non quarterback win it. Mm-hmm. Dude, Trask, honestly won me over when he played against Alabama. Like at first it was like, eh, this ain't going too well. And if they don't have that kind of rough first half, they're they're playing with them. But, you know, Alabama's number one team in the country for a reason. And I think people get away from the Heisman. It should be the Heisman Trophy winner is if you took them off that team, they would not do what they're doing. And that's why we'll get to Ohio State, why Justin Fields shouldn't even be in that conversation. But Trask, if you took them off that Florida team, they wouldn't have competed with Florida or Alabama. And if you take Lawrence off the Clemson team, they were competent. So, like, that's why it should be Trask, because if you take him off that Florida team, it ain't going to do very well. I think the biggest argument for Trevor Lawrence is without him, they lost to Notre Dame. And we just watched what happened with him. They also had four starting defensive players back. I know. And that I know. I mean, there's more to back. it than that. But if yeah. you're just looking at the games. Yeah, yeah. Because you could directly say, here's the result with him, here's the result without him. Yeah, I agree yeah. there. But then look and at the who rest they of their offense. The rest of their offense was pretty much there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're almost all their offense was there. Yeah, except for and then you gotta look at, and then for me, you have to look at who Florida played. They had a tougher schedule, like throughout. So Trask did pretty good. I mean, I know they lost to the A and M, but A and M is number five. And then well, LSU A&M had the first college home playoff or the home first home field advantage of the the college football season. Sixty thousand <laughs> people, no big deal. Yeah, they they back that maybe tight. Yeah. <laughs> so let's be honest. Then came out and was like, "Oh yeah, we were we were following guidelines." <laughs> it's fun stuff. Hey, it's Texas. Yeah, who cares? yeah, you do remember, whatever you want. Then Muschamp came out and said, "Hey, we need a full stadium when we play LSU." <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden they had. COVID problems and they had to postpone the game. 
No, I just what needed to make up for the role mitigations is what they needed to do. 30 or 40 positive all of a sudden. Yeah. And then people tried to tell me that they were done. Florida was done for the rest of the year. And I was like, you're, you're an idiot. Don't tell me they're done for the year. They're Florida. They're not going to be done with football for the whole week. But they were convinced. People told me like, no, 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 they're done. They shut it down. Shut the fuck mm. up. You know they didn't shut it down. <laughs> yeah. They were practicing. Don't tell me. They just didn't want to play. They just wanted to practice. Yeah. They were doing the Tennessee Titan thing. They were practicing at some high school in Florida. <laughs> uh, then number two is Clemson. No shock. They, they no nope. Notre Dame <laughs> over and gave it to them. They took care of business. And ETN, uh, probably arguably maybe the best running back in college football. I think him and, and Najee Harris are right there neck and neck. Um, then they got Venable, and I'm going to tell you this, when it comes to the championship game, I know we haven't picked anything yet, but when it's Clemson and Alabama all over again, um, the one guy who is Alabama's kryptonite is Rhett Venable, and he knows how to play defense against Alabama. So you're going to have – that is going to be a hell of a game. <laughs> and what a guy because he could be a head coach anywhere and he's come mm -hmm. out and said i just love it here yeah. like there's i know his kids go there i think but like he's like i love it here i do what i want like i can do my own thing like I, no offense to coach bill at the time i think we all said what if he came you know i think that mm -hmm. would have been a, you know pretty good but what a guy he was the, he was the d coordinator at oklahoma when they played florida in the national championship did pretty well and mm -hmm. he goes there and changes it you know so yeah i mean he is Nick Saban's kryptonite, but now it's Steve Sarkeesian calling plays. So yeah. we'll we'll find out when we get there. Which is he is probably the best big game defensive coordinator in college football. Best adjuster too. Like he'll adjust, like yeah. the adjustments they make in a game is amazing. But then if you give him time against Notre Dame, by the adjustments they made, like it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hey everybody, as you know, the Coach Steve Show is brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. And in case you've missed it, they've recently par partnered with FUBU TV. Now, what is FUBU TV? FUBU TV brings you 100 plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. It is 2020, it's time to cut the cord. If you don't believe me, please click the link in the episode description or on the social media profile, and you can get a seven-day free trial. So please, again, go click on the link for FUBU TV in the episode description, or in the social media profile, get a seven-day free trial to support the Coach Steve Show podcast, as well as the Unhinged Sports Network. Brad, what are your thoughts on Clemson? I, they're right where they need to be. I, I don't have a whole lot to say because they're. I think we all know who the two best teams in the nation are. It's been the same for the last five years. Very true. Like you going into the season, we pretty much could have wrote down in pen Alabama, Clemson, and known it was going to happen. Now, kudos to them for bouncing back and doing what, like I've said a couple times on this show, like if you drop a game and you want to play in the national championship, you got to start just shit pumping people. Mm -hmm. And then they came back and did that 
against the team that beat him. You know? Yeah. So I almost don't want to watch these first two games of the playoff. Like, just oh, give I me, oh, give me what we know is going to happen in the national championship game. It'll be a great game. Let's just get yeah. through this other shit. What Ohio State and Notre Dame teams that I hate equally <laughs> just get destroyed. Like I want, I want Ohio State to get beat so bad Ryan Day has a heart attack. <laughs> like Jim Beckler. I just yes. watched the three on Ohio State and Michigan, and the dude was recording a TV show and had a heart attack. Join yeah, Urban like, Meyer in the booth. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, didn't Urban Meyer have a heart attack? No, it was like a panic attack, wasn't it? For yeah. Florida and yeah. Ohio State? Yeah. Had he, to step away. he is His- like almost like an over-preparer. Like he stresses about everything. He, he, like he's one of those guys. He's an amazing coach, but he stresses about everything. So, like coaching really does take like a toll on his physical health. Yeah. Well, can, you, can you imagine trying to be the head coach of those Florida teams? <laughs> that has to be a thirty for thirty. How is that not a thirty for thirty right now? We had the U. How do we not have that? We just I have the Hernandez think... documentary, and that's it. I like think... I need the whole thing. There hasn't been enough time. Oh, there's like, plenty. That was 2006. Well, no, no, no. What needs it? Because the Pouncey brothers are still playing. Yeah. In the NFL. I think once everyone there is done with their NFL career, then you can do that. So that way they get, can't punish anybody. Yeah. Then you get your Florida <laughs> version of like all the you guys being like, yeah, of course we had cocaine and hookers. <laughs> and Tebow telling us to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was throwing Bibles at us while the stripper was there. Like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> you can't tell me there's not at least one story of like Tim Tebow walking into a room and somebody's like doing blow off some girl's titties. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Maybe that's why because they talk about Tim Tebow hanging out with Urban Meyer all the time. Maybe that's where he went. He was like, Coach, they're out there doing that shit again. I can't, I can't be a part of it. <laughs> Yeah, and Urban Meyer's got to just be like, I don't see any of this. I didn't hear I'm any. Not of paying that. attention. My or back him, tied in Tebow, just pulled somebody. Him and Tebow just hung out with one another, and they just didn't even speak about football. Where are the players right it, now? There are two frees right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who's Hugh Freeze? He's a GA. Don't worry about it. What if he? Don't won? worry about it. Oh, my God, what if he was? That'd be amazing. I know he wasn't, but that'd be amazing. Yeah, if, like, Hugh Freeze was behind all the nonsense that happened at Florida. Is that We're how he got a job? Behind everything, behind everything in college, every shenanigan was tied to Hugh Freeze. Which, by the way, shout out to Hugh Freeze. I know we're on the playoff, but did you watch that game? Yeah. Oh, that, that was a good Liberty game. Coastal? Yeah. Hugh Freeze is a damn good coach and needs another Yeah, coach. he is. Yeah. He deserves a bigger job. It's just, he learns from his mistakes, right? Card. He probably needs to do like one more year at Liberty. Mm-hmm. And don't then give the, don't give him the company credit card. Yeah. No. no, Booster will give him a credit card that's taken care of that nobody else sees. No, I honestly like, dude. 
and I'm not even trying to go off, but that Coach O book is like, you want to talk about people like learning from mistakes and like second chances, like holy smokes. Like that book, like seriously, I sit down every morning. It's like an hour and a half of my life. I just sit in my recliner, look out the window and listen to the audio book. I got the hard copy on the way. Like who did who did the voice for the audio book? Just like a regular person, but I constantly hear like Coach O's like voice. Could you imagine yeah. like <laughs> Dude, Coach he, O did the reading? Yeah. Let me tell you something about myself. <laughs> I got my baby on the duck. <laughs> Go Tigers. Yeah, no, he was uh is is a it's a really good book. You guys will both enjoy that book. Like it's unbelievable. And I was about to say, and, Steve, I'm sitting down to read it this weekend. I will uh pass well, I got, it along. I got it for Christmas. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the list. Uh I have so many books, and then Coach Kenny Simpson just sent me his book too. I got in the mail. I was like, oh, this just keeps growing. Was that the coaching football like a basketball coach? I had him on the podcast and he's wrote a couple books and that was his new one. And so I told him I was going to get, he goes, don't worry about it. I got you. And like, send it to me. That's awesome. And then I got home and it was in the mail and, uh, another coach sent me his other book on the, the, the Kindles. I have to read that one. Like it just is nonstop. Yeah. That's why you need the audio books. That way when you're exercising, you just listen to the audio book. Not that I exercise. I just sit in the recliner and stare out the window and drink coffee normally and get ready for the day. Well, I started listening more part of my take to get pumped up for this. Like, like we have to be the next part of my take or Pat McAfee show. Like, it has to be one of those eventually. Yes. I love part of my take. You got me back on it. I went back. I had to find the one with Mike Leach and um, Holgerson. So I'm listening to that one. Mm-hmm. And Holgerson calls him out. He's like, you guys went Hollywood on me. I'm in Texas. You fucking guys went all Hollywood on me. <laughs> you got. You need to listen to the Coach O interview. That's my next after, one after that. After they won the national championship, they interviewed Coach O and Joe Burrow. And everyone in the room was just still hammered drunk. Did you really? Coach O? Yeah. Yeah, Coach O was. He's, he's like a two-time recovered alcoholic. Like, I don't know. Oh, if you know. he might not have been, but, you know, it's hard to tell yeah. with Coach Joe. He just gets excited. He has so much energy. Yeah. 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 Joe Burrow was. <laughs> We're going Joe way Burrow. off. We're going way off, and it's fine. Yeah. Did you watch the one when they interviewed, when they went and sat down with Jay Cutler? Yep. <laughs> he's friends with Big Cat. I didn't know that. They're friends. Yes. And he's talking to him. He goes, is it true that when you were in the restroom and some little kid came up to you and said, I went to Vanderbilt and you said, I don't care. <laughs> and he go, cause he's like, okay guys, let me give you the background on this. We were in Wrigleyville for the Cubs game. We've been there for eight hours, you know, drinking Wrigleyville. You're doing like, he's like, we've been drinking. He goes, mm-hmm. I can't say I didn't do it, but I can't, he's like, I can't say I did do it. But I can't say I didn't do it either. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way he left it. <laughs> Oh, are you ready to get back on track right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So somebody, I was, so driving home from Christmas, I had to listen to ESPN radio all the way down here, which I hate ESPN radio, but I did it because I don't want to listen to Christmas music. And they had a guy on that was like, Trevor Lawrence is five times the player that Joe Burrow is. And I was like, have you ever watched football before, buddy? 
Like that is the worst take I've ever heard in my life. I did hear a stat on Trevor Lawrence, so just kind of to go back, but like, and and I don't know if this was just one game or if this is over the season, but he is under fifty percent passing on throws over fifteen yards, mm-hmm. like ball time over fifteen yards. Yeah, so that's bad. basically you're 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 running the Illinois offense where you swing it out to a great athlete and just make a bunch of people miss and just beep, up the field they go. Hey, by the way, you know how disrespectful the line is for Ohio State Clemson? It's a seven and a half point spread. Well, it's because no the name's way. Ohio State. Yeah, that's the name. I would I would put a thousand dollars on that. Easily. Yeah. I would probably put $1,000 on Clemson minus 10. Yeah. I honestly, I don't. Okay, so now we're getting into Ohio State. Perfect. Yeah, Go Ohio ahead, State, Steve. You Ohio take State over. number three. And when me and Brad were sitting here on the, the podcast live, remember, Brad, I said, okay, one Bama, two Clemson, fine. And we were sitting there, and all of a sudden I said, Brad, Ohio State's number three, and we just sat there and stared at each other. And we were like, what the hell? <laughs> And I was just on another podcast where we talked about the same topics, but it was like a two-hour thing. (laughs) And I talked with a guy who lives in Ohio. He was on there, and he's an Ohio State fan. He agreed. He was like, we should not even be in the playoff. He was like straight up. He said because the excuse is they had 20 guys sitting out during that Northwestern game, but they won't confirm who was starters and who even plays. So I'm like, okay, so that means they weren't starters if you're going to hide it. Like, it doesn't matter. You're trying to hide something. And so Ohio State shouldn't be in the playoff was what we came down to. Like, the only good game you had was Indiana, and you almost lost. Indiana was a pick six away from probably winning that game. Indiana was what? A fumble? A fumble. And basically got away from what got them back in the game. No, Ohio State's played one great half of football all year. Let's be honest. Because what? Indiana outscored them 28-7 in the second half. That's not yeah. a championship team. That's not a Final Four team. No, and then, and we said this before, could you imagine if Indiana had Northwestern's run game attached to them? They would have won. Like, Could you imagine if Northwestern had any explosion to their offense whatsoever? They looked like a cheap, wet Chinese bottle rocket. It's just like slugs. Because and they competed very well. Yeah, because the strength of Ohio State is their D-line and linebackers. They're very good. I will not take that away. Northwestern ran the ball on them. So then once Ohio State sold out on the run, Northwestern has no threat to the outside and no screen to the outside. Indiana did. And Clemson will, too. Like, that's not going to go well. Applesauce is in. Yeah, I know. And uh, Clemson's going to take their shots. I think that's another thing. Is Indiana, that game was too big for them for the first half. And then they realized, oh, yeah, we're a good team. We have a great wide receiver in Freifogel, and we need to find a way to get it. And then all of a sudden, we started seeing them run these shallow crosses and all this stuff. And they might have great run defense linebackers. They do not have great pass defense linebackers. They ran shallow crosses on them the whole dang time. And then their defensive backs 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Are horrendous. I mean, they just threw up lob balls to Fry Fogel. Now, Fry Fogel's a third-team All-American, okay? So he is a good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. But then you're just not a national title contender. I'm sorry. Right. National title contenders are solid teams or teams that deserve to be in it. You literally had a bye week between two teams that were kind of on hot streak, like we talked about earlier. They were excited about the Maryland game. They take a bye week. Uh, whose fault is it? I don't even care at this point because then all of a sudden they get ready to play Illinois, who had won – they won two games in a row? Illinois? Uh, I can't remember. Was that amidst our winning streak or after our winning streak? I think it was admit, like during it. We had, we had just beat Nebraska. We had just beaten Nebraska, yeah. There we go. And handled Nebraska pretty well. And then all of a sudden we have another issue. So then they cancel. And, they, and, and, you know, it's just convenient that they just had, before their big games, an off week. Now, whoever's fault it is, really don't care, but that's the fact. Before Northwestern, Northwestern had to play Illinois. Their players were at risk. Their players were probably still sore from the previous week. It's college football. It isn't like peanut football where everybody's just playing bumper cars. Like, this is collegiate football. There is a risk to playing 11 games. Ohio State played half. Their team probably is going to feel a hell of a lot better than Clemson. They're still going to get their ass beat. They can't stop anybody. And then they want to talk about Fields as a Heisman candidate. Fields is not a Heisman candidate because the only reason Ohio State beat Northwestern and beat Indiana was because they took the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. And if you're a Heisman contender – you don't get the ball taken out of your hands. You get the ball force fed to you, and you have to make the play. Justin Fields is just a good athlete. He's playing quarterback. I have no doubt he is a good quarterback, okay? I'm not saying he's terrible, but I'm saying you're not a Heisman candidate, and I don't think you're on a team that deserves to be in the college football playoff when their best offense is taking the ball out of your hand and handing it off to somebody else. 
off to get that Christmas sauce. Sorry. I got I got really hot there, Steve. But and then, here? and then here's what? another thing. How how does OSU get all these transfers that are instantly eligible, yet Luke Ford comes back because his grandfather's sick and because he's 18 miles outside of the radius, the NCAA like blackballs him and, and throws him out? How does that even work? Oh, we just got a ring back transfer from Oklahoma. We got a quarterback transfer from Georgia. Like, we can do whatever the hell we want. This is just – at some point, somebody's got to call the NCAA out on their bullshit. I'm really getting irritated now. But it just, it just pisses me off. It's so one-sided. If you are a collegiate blue blood or a basket uh, in, in basketball, men's basketball or college football, you get to do whatever the hell you want, and the NCAA just bows to you. Nobody else has to play by those rules. Illinois played with a four-string quarterback. Ohio State can't even play with their, their starting quarterback in all these games. You know, it isn't like they were missing him because we would have known if Fields had COVID. Oh, if, you know? if, Fields, if Fields had COVID, they would have changed the rule from three weeks to, like, as soon as you have a negative, you're back in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what me and Brad said the last time. I said, now, if we want to go to the big picture – NCAA had no guidance. That president makes so much money, and he was like, no, you guys are on your own. Figure it out. Then it turned into the Big Ten commissioner, who's an idiot, and did they not think there was going to be cancellations and this and that? Like, what an idiot. So it, you got to big- start early and give yourself wiggle room. Right, or in the wording, say, okay, there's no – I don't know, change the wording, because the way this happened, it was like you're doing it for Ohio State, which they did. But if they had the wording different at the beginning of the year, we wouldn't have had the conversation. It would have been, oh, okay. But then the big conversation becomes Clemson's played 11 games, 10 or 11 games. Alabama's played 10 or 11 games. 11. They've played almost well, twice as much. Why do they have to play 11 and Ohio State only plays six or five? Like, And that's the NCAA altogether. Like, why, how is that a thing that well, you, you- – elect- yeah, you just look at the risk that those other teams take. Football is a collision sport. Injuries happen. Could you imagine if the SEC said, you know what, Ohio's or uh, Alabama, you don't have to go play Old Miss. They'd have Jalen Waddle right now, the most explosive player in the country. But instead we want to sit here and we got we to gotta cater to, and you wonder what? Everybody says, well, you can't punish Ohio State. Well, I think you should punish the Big Ten for being a bunch of idiots. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, or just, you, you know what, Big Ten? You made the decision to schedule your games this way, and now you get to deal with the consequence or should have to deal with the consequence of yeah. not getting college football playoff money. Because the right. Big Ten can get that money. Or just be honest. Just just don't lie to us anymore. Just say, you know what, we're doing this because we want the money. Just straight up say it. We, at this point, we all know it. You might as well just say it. Like, we want the money for the Big Ten. And I would respect them more for saying that. I'd be like, okay, you're doing this because you want the money. And it's Ohio yeah. State. And if it's this was, Revenue's down. So it is do you what, think it is. If, what if it was Northwestern? What if Northwestern was in this position? you think they would have? No, they, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have done it. No. So it's, at this point, at this point, would you rather have the playoff or the old school BCS? What's the difference at this point? Exactly. And that's where I'm at. I thought this would at fix. Least, this is at exposed. Least the old, the old BCS systems. I still felt like the New Year's games meant something. Mm-hmm. 
Recently, the Coach Steve Show has joined with the Unhinged Sports Network. It's an off-the-ground sports network that has different podcasts and is playing 24-7. So it's a podcast radio type website. So every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the Coach Steve Show will have a new episode out. And they have partnered with Fanatics.com. So what I need you guys to do is in the episode descriptions and on social media is click on the Fanatics link and go get yourself some fan gear. Any team that you want, they have the gear for. Shirts, polos, hats, pullovers that have zips, stocking stuffers, anything like that, anything. Any team you want, they have. So please just support the podcast and support the Unhinged Sports Network. Please click on the, please click on the link in the description. Please click on the link in the social media and go buy stuff. They have anywhere, anywhere. I've seen anywhere between 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% off all, all their apparel. So with sports coming back, please go get some apparel to support your team. So again, click on the link, go get yourself some gear, and thank you for all the support. Like anymore, I, I don't care about the rule. I don't care about any any of the other New Year's games. Yeah, because they have no chance. Yeah. Oh, did he freeze? So it's just oh, like, and Tim Lee, shout out Tim Lee, former athletic director for all of us. Well, maybe not you, Nathan. But yes, no, not me. He said it best. He was like, yeah. Logan was like, well, it this doesn't mean anything for all but 60 teams. And I was like, the number's a lot smaller than that. I would say the college football playoff is open to 10 programs total. Uh-huh. Who, like, who like come into the season saying, we have the opportunity to be in the conversation to be the Final Four. And two conferences, yeah. let's be honest, because they want the Big Ten and they want the SEC in there. They've shown that. Well, they, they, the Big Twelve, but they don't push. Well, they don't push it like they kind of did with Oklahoma, but they've shit the bed. So they it's kind of done with, with Ohio State. Like they pushed Ohio State in there. You have an undefeated Cincinnati team. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. What played eleven games? Yeah, they played twice as many games. Ran the table at Cincinnati. Why do they not deserve it? And then isn't it funny that the there's the Big Ten network and the SEC network? Is there something going on there with money that they deal with? They're the biggest yeah. networks it's besides Notre Dame. Name. I almost wish that they would just say, you know what? If you're undefeated, you're up for consideration. Other than that, it's a fan vote. Let's just get nuts. Because the oh. fans, will probably make, fans will probably make a better decision what the hell they will. Let's be honest. I would almost like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm wound up. I would almost like if they voted on it like they vote for the Heisman. It's just like a certain group of people in the nation all have votes. It isn't anybody else, but it's just like, here you go. Yeah. And it's got to be nationwide. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to have people representatives from all over. Because did you see that coaches poll and like how those guys voted? They don't debut those votes until they only show them the last time of the year. And I was freaking livid after that. Some of those guys, like 
rating uh, Indiana at like number 13. Ohio State did that. Really? They took you to the freaking woodshed in the second half and freaking damn near beat you. And you're saying, and then they rated them, like people were rating Ohio State better than Clemson. That's laughable. Debo had Ohio State at like number 11. That well, is the point. Yeah, I'm excited about the Ohio State-Clemson game for that reason. Because well, if there's yeah. one team that can like 100% back up saying Ohio State's number 11, it's Clemson. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think like, Debo's doing it to get Ryan Day to call those stupid plays again like he did against Northwestern, trying to get Justin Fields hits, because that's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to get him to be pissed. And what's Ryan Day going to do when he's pissed? He's going to chuck the ball over the place like Mike Leach, and that's not what they can do. Justin yep. Fields is going to throw that post by eight yards again, and and Dabo's going to laugh. He's going to be like, I have the better defensive coordinator. I'm going to get Ryan Day pissed off. You have Justin Fields. I have Trevor Lawrence. Let's go. Like That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I have a Heisman front runner, and you have a Heisman wannabe. So let's see how this works out. Hey, but okay, we do need to no. What happened? What happened to Wilson, Steve? Why didn't he? Why didn't he get invited for the Heisman ceremony? Did you see a report of like the NFL guy saying they're judging his character because of like he did something? I didn't read the whole article. Like his character, like he's not a nice person, and like is oh, yeah. yeah. So I think that's what's coming out now. So I think. I I don't really care if you're a nice person. Like, if I'm an NFL GM. Well, no, but like, but you know what I mean? Like, your attitude, like the work ethic, the attitude. Are you just relying on your talent or are you actually a guy that's going to study and work hard? Oh, yeah, like, that matters. One of those Jamarcus Russell incidents. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking like he's just kind of mean. Well, not a nice person. That wasn't the right I'm like, no, it. that's the guy I want. They're <laughs> like, going to hand him. They're going to hand him some tape that's empty and a Coke and be like, okay, let's see what you do. You pick one, yeah. and he's going to drink the Coke and not watch the film. In this bottle, we have game film. In this <laughs> bottle, we have cocaine and strippers. <laughs> and Hugh Freeze's you credit agree? card. And- <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think Coastal Carolina happened to him, to be honest with you. Like, once that game was over, I was like – Buddy, you're not even in the conversation. Kind of like that Indiana game. When I saw Ohio State take the ball out of Justin Fields' hands and just started running the ball to move the ball in Indiana, I said, you're not in the conversation now. They've taken the ball out of your hands. Mm-hmm. They yep. took the ball out of his hands, and he's a running quarterback. Yes. And then tried <laughs> to put it back in his hands, went forward on fourth and short instead of kicking the field goal. And making it a two-score game, or maybe it would have been – was it seven points then? Would it have made, made it seven? Yeah, it, would have been, it would have been two scores. Yeah. And instead of kicking it, went for it on fourth and one, kept it in his hands, and he overthrew the running back in the flat. And then against Northwestern, they get within the 20. After you ran the ball all the way down, they're like, oh, Justin Fields, to throw it three times in a row just to get him yeah. his. Because Ryan Day does, wants him to look good. and be like, he, he's so good, he's got to be in the Heisman. Right. That's why I don't like Ryan Day's a great play caller until that happens. Because he called plays for uh, Urban Meyer for a little bit. Like he's good, but then he gets full of himself and outsmarts himself. And I just, I'm not a fan of his. And then he that would be better with a no name quarterback that had no expectations because he would do what he needed to do to win. 
as opposed to, well, I got this Heisman guy. I got to make sure that he gets, you know, a couple touchdowns here, even if I run him in. How pissed off would you be that running back to basically put the team on your back and then they, all right, now we're going to let Fields carry this bitch in for two yards. Yeah. And then Ryan Day just doesn't want to look foolish. He's like, I recruited him, so I have to make it look good too. Like I did this. He's a Heisman trophy and I got to look good. And well, he's doing everything with transfers in his backfield. Oklahoma transfer running back and Georgia transfer quarterback. It'd be interesting when the transfer portal isn't like a freaking like a Madden trade with a trade override on. Excellent reference. Thank this you. This just may be the college football show. This may just be the college football show, which is fine. No, no, no. And then, and so let's move on to Notre Dame because I think we got our point across with Ohio State. They don't need to be in Notre Dame. To me, I'm sure you guys talked about it on the last show. Notre Dame, to me, laid a turd in the biggest game of their season. Like, the first game was important. This game was to show that they weren't pretenders and that Trevor Lawrence didn't matter, and they needed a good showing, and they just straight up crapped the bed. How the hell do you even let them in the playoff when they look totally incompetent against Clemson? Like, I was waiting on, like, the garbage time for them to bring it close, and Clemson said, no. You're not touching us. Like we are going to obliterate you and show people we are the one lost team that deserves to be in. And we're gonna we're gonna do it right. And and that's what I love about Dabo. That do that killer instinct and just I'm just gonna hold you down and beat you. And they, they freaking they play. They play hard. And and I just think Notre Dame, I just same thing. They have big receivers, they're big. So when you have no explosion and no threat of stretching the field, because Steve, you know me, me and you both know this, it isn't just so much sideline to sideline, but if you can stretch it vertically, now all of a sudden you've got to – you can't do that with big receivers. That's why the Bears never exceeded with Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Brandon Marshall. We had two red zone targets and nobody stretched the field. Well, like when they played – and like me and Brad talked about it, I told Brad, I said from watching it, Notre Dame try to spread it out more instead of keeping those tight ends in and doing what they do. They try to like, okay, we want to spread you out and do this and do this. To beat Ian Book, you have your defensive ends maintain to the outside. Don't fly up the field. You maintain. Your two interiors are going to read the offensive linemen. You keep Ian Book in the pocket for four or five seconds, and if you can cover, he's done. And Clemson proved they, they got their defensive guys back. They could cover. And Notre Dame, I was waiting for it. Like, okay, they're going to go unbalanced. They're going to do this. They're going to try to run the ball, keep it away. They're going to do short passes. They look like the Bears. Get Ian Book outside the pocket and do short passes and play action. They didn't do it. No. And someone told me they were like, they have a young OC. Should Kelly take over calling plays against Bama? And I was like, no, don't be touching that. But, yeah, he crapped his pants calling plays. Like, he's younger than, than us. And... They just didn't adjust well. They have the players to compete, but they just yeah. didn't adjust. But but let's be let's be honest. That was Notre Dame's like we're here game that first game, and so you're going into that first game against Clemson, and then all of a sudden you're Trevor Lawrence is out, and it's kind of like, like this false sense of confidence, right? It's like oh, their their quarterback's out. We got this. This is easy. So then you call plays looser. If Trevor Lawrence is in there, you feel like you've got to call the perfect play every play. And that changes things. And then Brad doesn't like hearing this. 
I think Notre Dame should be in over Ohio State if you had to pick one or the other. Yes. And it just sucks because Notre Dame's in a lose-lose situation because we all knew they weren't going to be Clemson twice in a row. We all said nine times out of ten, Clemson wins. And, Ohio, and Notre Dame got their one win in the earlier season. You can't put Notre Dame in at number three and have a Clemson-Notre Dame play again. You just can't. No. So now they have to be number four because I think they deserve to be in over Ohio State. Yeah. But then it's like, where do you put them? Well, now they have to be number four, and we're going to watch Alabama put 55 up on them. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And they're going to keep Ian Book in the pocket, and then Dylan Moses is going to come on a delayed blitz and have like six sacks. Yeah. Because the dude is probably – you want to talk about a guy who came back from an ACL injury and has played out of his mind once he got his, like once he got his confidence back. Dylan Moses is an unbelievable linebacker. Like he is your pro-style middle linebacker. And cover, flies from sideline to sideline. Like they're going to delay blitz him. And then he's going to come in and smoke Ian Book a couple times. Like it's going to happen because Alabama plays in the SEC where there's the whistle and then there's slightly after the whistle and contact's still allowed slightly after in the SEC because those guys just play hard. They're trying to kill each other. And then this is Notre Dame saying this is why we don't play in a conference because we would have been in the playoff at a higher seed if we didn't play Clemson. This is exactly why. They're like, this is why we're not in the ACC or the Big Ten. But they wouldn't have played Clemson if they, they hadn't joined the ACC. Not this year, but they played them before in the regular season. Like, it was it 2017 or 16, that rain yeah. game. Can so we go I like the way that the ACC does their uh, their conference championship. Can we just throw that out there? Instead of having two halves where you got one half that freaking sucks and then the other half that's really good, they just take the top two teams. Because then we would have watched Ohio State and Indiana again, and Indiana really had the mojo going. Because like after from the second half of that Ohio State game on, they had some mojo. But like they, would you they, want to see? Would you want to see Indiana with Penix out? I think that they know what they got to do now. They were not prepared to stop that run game. They were ready to stop. They they were ready to stop. Uh, I can't even remember his name. Fields, and they did that. Well, they didn't early, and then they did. Um, and I just think momentum's a huge thing, and they're really rolling. Like, you look, those guys are loving to play for that guy. And Ohio State's like, well, we deserve to be in a championship. Whereas Indiana's like, we love our coach and we are going to play our hearts out for our coach. And I think that's a big thing. I agree. Yeah, I think we all agree that A&M should have been in there. But I would have liked to have seen them. I can't stand Fisher or, or you know. I can't, or, uh, yeah, I don't like him, but. But uh, there. I would rather have Cincinnati. Like yes, honestly. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. 
Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah. I hate Cincinnati. There's reward them for being undefeated, though. Watch if we're watching. being honest, it, it doesn't matter. You know what? Okay, I want them to be in against Alabama, so Alabama can whip them because I hate Cincinnati. They're undisciplined. Yeah, but- I don't like them. I would okay. That'd be the only reason why. But outside of that, no. But here's, but, but here's the difference between us watching Ohio State or Notre Dame get their ass whipped, or watching Cincinnati. Thank you. Yeah, that's the exact same thing. I just think A&M deserved it more because they played a tougher schedule in Cincinnati, but. I don't yeah. think Notre Dame or Ohio State should have been in, personally. I don't. Well, then, because in Notre Dame's biggest game, when they needed to win, when the chips were all even, and they needed to go all in, they went all in with, like, a 3-7 off suit. Like, they, they played – that was probably the worst college football game I watched all year. Because there was no doubt from the first whistle to the last whistle – not only who the dominant, they got beat, they got they lost, they got beat, they got their ass whooped, and they got embarrassed right before the college football playoff. They they weren't even competitive. Like and they didn't show me they had what it takes to sit then, with Clemson when Clemson has all of its horses. But then what sucks is if you go the next two, like let's say you took Ohio State and Notre Dame out from what they put in, it would have been A&M and Oklahoma. And I'm like, Oklahoma does not deserve to be up there. No, Oklahoma's terrible. I hate Spencer Rattler. Like, I know they played well at the end, but, like, two losses to get in. If you're going to put a two-loss team in, put Florida in. But another three losses, aren't they? Yeah, there's three. Yeah, three. But, like, I even think they're better than uh, Ohio State. Like, yes. if you want to go by who's better. Put because them they in. have a vertical threat. The only way to beat Alabama or Clemson is to outscore them. And 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 let's be honest, Notre Dame doesn't have the vertical threats to outscore anybody. Uh, well, anybody in the playoff. Ohio State's uh-huh. secondary is so bad that they're not going to stop anybody. And Fields can't make a throw that isn't an Illinois football offensive playbook throw. Former they just have Illinois football. Yeah, former Illinois football, because I am I have high hopes for Belima. Belima? Whatever the hell his name Brett. Belima. Belima. There we go. Shit. Just call him Brett. Yeah, Coach and Brett. When he wins the game, he just goes by Brett. In his flip flops. <laughs> yes. But honestly, like, I just, you know, I'm, I'm in Brad's book. 
what in the hell's the point of going undefeated if you never have a chance at making it? Oh, no, I agree. This is why I said this from the get-go. It almost needs to be a top 25 playoff. If the top 25 means something, make it a top 25, make the playoff, first team gets a bye or something. Have a play a play-in game, kind of like basketball or something. I don't know. And I would but say like, top 25 coaches poll as opposed to media because media right. – and then not just that, but I think, you know, you start showing rankings with like three weeks to go from the coaches. I don't give a shit if it gives people bulletin board material. Some of these coaches voted bullshit in that coaches. Right. If you need bulletin board material in college football nowadays with everything that's at stake, uh, you, you're probably about done with your coaching stint in college football. <laughs> Right, because you're telling right? me Dabo Sweeney needs bulletin board material to get his team fired up. No, he creates it for him. That's why exactly. he's talking to Ohio State. He's he has the Michael Jordan thing. Like he has to say that stuff because Michael Jordan. Well, now Michael Jordan just make it up. Dabo is going to be like, what can I pick that's true and just put it together? Yeah, like yeah. Michael would make it up. Like he said something about my mom. I don't even know who you are or who your mom is. And like, like no, you said something. Dabo you're just pick black cat, Steve. The black cat. <laughs> um, and like, Gabo could just pick things and put it together and be like, no, this is what we got. Um, what was I going to say? How the hell? Okay. I'm just, I looked up the line for the other game. Oh, it's God. Alabama by 17 and a half. Yeah. That should be the line for both games. Yeah. How do you let a team in? Okay. So th- that's what Vegas sees, right? That's what everybody else. Seventeen and a half point underdog in a college football playoff, and you're That's telling me Cincinnati would be any better or any worse? Or any worse? Like, no. That's oh, that's bad. they're twenty-one and a half. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, A and M would be a closer one because they didn't lose that bad to Alabama the first time. A&M was playing a lot better. I think their quarterback plays better. The Mond is Mond kid's a pretty good quarterback. Their offensive line is pretty good. They got a run game. They could control the ball a little bit more. And Alabama had Jalen Waddle when they played Texas A&M. Like, that's a big thing. Like, people forget that, but that is a big thing because the Slim Reaper came in and basically took college football by storm this year. But, like – Dude, could you imagine him and Waddle on the field together? Because that happened against AM. I was about to say, Jalen Waddle's about to be a first round draft pick. Yeah. And they're projecting him higher than Devontae Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, if the NCAA paid us like $300,000, $100,000 each, we could fix this. You know what? I don't even pay because I just want to watch competent college football in January. Oh, don't be cheap. My time is worth $100,000 to fix this playoff for them. It doesn't require that much thought. For them, it does. They're idiots. So, like, you need someone like me who is an idiot but smarter than them (laughs) to figure this out. And and we'll just take this at face value. The NCAA is just like politics. It it matters whose elbows you rub and who's giving you money. And what sucks is they said they're not going to revisit this playoff. It's fine. If this no. isn't rock bottom, then I don't know what is. Yeah, because it, you got a it, Coastal it, Carolina team 
that took a game on three days' notice that wasn't ever considered for this. You know, now they lost in their bowl game. Whatever. But they were undefeated. Cincinnati was undefeated, and they weren't even in the conversation. Like, they weren't even in a 100-story building. They weren't even at the parking garage adjacent to it. Which it's is the just BCS all over again, just with four teams instead of two. I think it's more frustrating. Thank you. It is. It's it more is. frustrating. With the BCS, we knew, like, give Alabama one of them, and then the rest of college football gets to fight for the other. Yeah. Or like, and at all- least there was there was like kind of intrigue because you, if you're whatever the hell, like Oklahoma, you can just start hanging sixty on people every week. And then, like, yeah, enough people think we can compete. Maybe we'll get to go. Whereas, like, this, we knew this was going to happen at the beginning of the year. It's almost like we know that it's going to be the SEC champ and the Big Ten champ. The ACC champ has to be an undefeated Clemson almost. But, like, besides the Big Ten and the SEC, it's like, okay, now we can get somebody else in here. Then it turned into who's a bigger name. It turned into who's the Power Five big name. Yeah, that we can put in. I would say it's Big Ten, SEC, between the Big Twelve and ACC, and then like the at large. That is yeah. that, is, and and it doesn't even matter. After that, you I almost do. need like a top seven, and then have a plan for number eight at this point. But then it's like then it just grows; it just keeps growing. And then we're gonna have the conversation fan about fan vote. Fan Get vote. a fan vote. I say fan vote that or top 25 because to me the top 25 means nothing now. Like it used to when we played NCAA on Xbox and stuff. It was like, okay, we're ranked number 16. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Because you knew if you weren't top two, you weren't going to play the national championship. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you've made this this top four and people are like, well, if we're not the top four. Who cares about these bowl games? And it should. And I'm like, okay, cool, top 25. That meant something to Coastal Carolina because they've never been there. But besides that, it doesn't matter. Like – you know what I mean? So to me, it needs to be like top 25. And then it means something or now. Because then that makes it even. Right. Or something like that. Just give it that. Coaches have a coaches thing out there saying, this is who we think should be in there. Yep. Don't have the media do it because it's politics. Just let the coaches do it. Um, and post and those many, with like three weeks. Many, with three weeks to go in the season, they have to post what they think. Like it's posted – public made public so you can see exactly what the coaches are thinking how many teams make it in the fcs 16 uh i can't even remember I no think it's, it is. 16. it's, it's got to be more than that because they only play nine regular season games i know but i'm telling i'm almost certain it's 16. anyway here's my point as I, of course, went to SIU, in my time there, we had one season where they were, like, good enough to be considered for the playoff. We ended up outside of the playoff, but, like, that whole season, all of those games were, like, super intense. 24. Even after we had lost a couple earlier in the season. Like, yep. it mattered at that point, all of the games. Whereas with this right now – it it doesn't like I like their system. It works. Why don't we just take it? Yeah, 
I mean, they, they steal everything else. I mean, what the hell? You're only as good as the ideas you steal. They, the top, they take 24, 2014 CS is playoff. That the top eight seeds get a first-round buy. And that's probably, oh, your you confer- that's probably your conference winners. Like, they get a buy. Yeah. I think you should take, like, the Power 5 conference winners, but I seriously think you take the top 24 and have coaches vote. First round is not bowl games. It is a home game for the higher seed. Get that team some money a playoff game. And let them let the NCAA touch this shit and the micronpc.com and the Red Box Bowl. And the only reason I know that is because, well, Emily played in those bowl games. Um, but let them have a legitimate home game. A college football playoff home game. You know how freaking cool that would be? Yeah. Like, you're in Illinois, and somehow, okay, we sneak in and we're in it, and we get to have a home playoff game against, say, like an SEC team. You don't think that that place ain't going to be rocking? Or like, how cool would it be, to be Coastal Carolina yeah. and somehow drip in and have like, I don't know, an Oklahoma come into Coastal Carolina? What? Yeah, with everybody in their mullets and. Yeah, like that would be fun. That adds excitement. Your fan bases are excited. You know, and if like, you want to do however you want to do the ticket sales, but I think it should truly be a home game. Like that first round, and then there you solve it. You know, I don't know. I think we're too busy on, on giving these pissy ass bowl games. Honestly, it's just a risk for players to get in. Yeah, you missed one. The Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You heard Google big time, that. <laughs> the, the Barstool Sport Bowl. They made one. That, it was actually, that's the only reason I know it, because they made fun of the Boca Raton Bowl, and it was Like the Barstool has been in Boca Raton. This is definitely not a Ponzi scheme bowl. <laughs> well, There's some gonna, illegal sports gambling going on down there. <laughs> he was going to host one when Army didn't get in. Remember, he tweeted that out. He was like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to have my own bowl. Get them in. That would have been another thing. Thing. How yeah. do you not give Army a bowl game? Contracts and they're just not. games. Isn't there an armed forces bowl? I think so. And somehow yeah. they're not in it. They're, not they're, the best, for that. they're the best service academy, and you're not going to put them in it. Because I got really fired up. Steve, you even started talking fast and loud. You got fired up. Brad with the hairnet just looked like a pissed off high school lunch lady. It was great stuff. <laughs> so before we stop, I say Bama beats Notre Dame by 45. Ooh, damn. I say Clemson beats Ohio State by 40. Then you got well, Bama and Clemson. More disrespectful than me. I was trying to be a little bit more logical. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Then I got Bama beating Clemson by 10. That's actually pretty close. So I have Bama 
Notre Dame 38 to 14, because I think Notre Dame's bend don't break defense. I think that that will kind of keep them in check for a little bit. Then I got Clemson OSU 45 to 24. I think, and then uh, Bama over Clemson 38 27, so 11. That's what I had. You're more lodged. See, I'm fired up right now. If you ask me tomorrow, I might change it. But right, right now, that's right. not going to work. Well, I had time to think about this earlier, and then I threw this on you guys. Started. I'm going to say Clemson, Ohio State is 31-10 as a nice professional might actually happen score. And then Notre Dame, Alabama, I would say that's probably going to end up 42 21. No field goals. No field goals. <laughs> I do think so they're right going to surprise us a little bit. A little mm. bit. In garbage time. No, I think they'll I think they'll move the ball better than we expect. The only way well for okay, for, so first. Right now, this ends our show for the college football stuff. Chicago Bears. Um, um, go ahead. This is what happens when you call an offense for a quarterback instead of having the quarterback play in your offense. There you Cause, go. Because what I saw, what because I think you saw the same tweet from from the coach. He said like the combined win percentage of who we beat is like twenty seven percent. Mm-hmm. But but we're doing what we're supposed to do. Like if you play teams like that, you're supposed to score thirty or forty points. Did you see? Did you see the thing from? Uh, I'm actually going to give this guy credit. So common opponents with us and Green Bay over this time, like Green Bay allowed Jacksonville to score like twenty seven points or something like that. Like well, common opponents, Bears were better by one point. Was that with Minshew impact. though? Was that with Minshew at quarterback? I don't know. Probably. Dude, they've been, they've been kicking that guy around. When they put Glennon in, you knew they were tanking. Let's be honest here. Did you hear the – Because Minshew had – Rich Gannon. What? No, the announcers, they were like, they put Glennon in because we need a bigger arm. We need a guy that can see the field better. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Minshew it's- had a funk that gets stuff done. And he would have somehow beat Chicago. Like he would have, he would have done something, just force the ball to DJ Chark, and freaking, he would have somehow found a way. Because you watch him at you watch him at Washington State, the stuff he did at Washington State, after coming from Alabama. Did you ever hear the story about him breaking his own hand so he could redshirt? Yeah. He wanted to take a medical red shirt, and they said no, so he broke his own hand. When he, that's when he was at Alabama, right? I think so, yeah. And Nick Saban didn't find out till later on when he was at Washington State. It, but but let's be honest. Like, Minshew's like that guy everybody loves to play with. Oh, 100%. Like, he makes the Jaguars better. Mike Glennon, we watched that experiment in Chicago. There was no field vision. There was no arm strength. It was just a six-six, big, tall tree back there that couldn't move. It was like Nick Foles, but six-six. I prefer to think of him more of a of a like newborn scared giraffe. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and he always has this the same look. You know, like at least Jake Cutler's look was interesting. Glennon's look is just like well, no, it was like he had he had Eli Manning face. His yeah. neck is yeah. an inch long. At least Jay Keller looked like he was smoking a cigarette while he was standing there. Like That's true. smoking. Day. And he kind of had like a Yeah. Yep. That's why um, watching that part of my take thing, watching him laugh so much, I was like, where was this before? He's actually super likable. Did you hear how he got recruited to Vanderbilt? Uh-uh. That thing on that show? I don't – that interview was from a long time ago. Oh, because I saw it on YouTube when I was on the elliptical. I was like, yes, I'm watching this. And so the next yeah. thing I know, the elliptical for 45 minutes or 50 minutes. I'm like, oh, my knees hurt. <laughs> I'm like watching this. He said that he got recruited by Illinois by Ron Turner at first because he grew up in Indiana. So he was going to Illinois, yeah. and then Ron Turner calls him. Hey, we actually have this guy from California we'd rather have. Can you take like a semester off, and then we'll give you a scholarship? And he was like, No. And so he's like, he didn't know where to go. He was in school. He gets called down to the office. They're like, oh, Vanderbilt's on the phone. So he picks it up and they go, hey, we watched the film. We like it, but you, you just can't play tight end. And he's like, are you talking to the right person? And they said, well, isn't this so-and-so? And he goes, no, this is Jay Cutler. They're like, oh, wrong person. Uh, but anyway, send us your film. We want to talk about recruiting you. So I get the coach sent the film. They're like, we'll call you back in like three hours. Three hours later, they call and they're like, hey, we like your film. Here's a scholarship, but you have to tell us by, the, by nine o'clock. So he, had, he, had to go, he said he had to go home on the AOL dial up to figure out where Vanderbilt was, what it looks like. And so he just said, screw it. He's literally like, screw it. I'll go. And that's how he ended up going there. That's wow. the coolest recruiting story of all time. And he almost went to Illinois. That's From the word. Santa part. Claus, Indiana. Yeah. Just wait till you wait till you read Coach Ogeron's story about how he recruited Joe Burrow. That was very interesting. Because Joe Burrow hated the recruiting process. Yeah. And so you guys will like that. Like that's the chapter I just finished in the book. Well, I started reading this positivity leadership book from Gordon. And then I got that book yeah. for Christmas. Like, I'll finish this first and then I'll go read this. Yeah. yeah. John Gordon books are good, buddy. I got a couple. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, well, the Bears. Um, the Chicago Bears. So can we just go ahead and throw out Jacksonville, great at tanking. The New York Jets, terrible at tanking. Oh, and the poor Browns. <laughs> the poor Browns. Did you like turn off? <laughs> Government saving power. <laughs> The government yeah. found out. Is there a podcast going on? And we're out of applesauce up here while you're fucking doing a podcast. <laughs> we're cutting your electricity budget, Brad. The stimulus got passed. We need to cut your electricity for the stimulus six hundred dollars we're about to get. Yeah, with Steve six hundred dollars stimulus checks. Give yourself right something real nice. <laughs> let's, let's let's not even let's not even get started on that. Wait, no, no, no. The best one I saw was from Trailer Park Boys, and it's like I'm going to give you six hundred dollars to fuck off. All <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I laughed. Or I think I, I actually like. Somebody posted the other Christmas vacation. The other Christmas vacation where he opens up his bonus and it shows, and it's like from the government, six hundred dollars. (laughs) 
So yeah, so Chicago, um, actually like figuring out how to call plays for Trubisky like it was 2018. Um, so what the hell? Yeah, and you want to you want to know what it is? Trubisky is a is a guy that needs to throw the ball 32 times or less in a game. Mm-hmm. Because and they got Montgomery the going all of a sudden. Well, we just got a little bit of swag in the middle of that line. I think Mustafer Bars and uh, and Whitehair, they've got a little bit of swagger about them. Leno's still terrible. Yeah, and that's but, why they are adding tight ends over there. If you notice, they're adding tight ends when they're, you know, play actioning. They're getting him outside the pocket. If he's going that way, they're bringing that tight end to like you know that that hit and go off. Like you can hit him and then go, and it's like oh. We're going back to 2018. Like, are we really really doing Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, did you see that, like, Jimmy Graham all of a sudden gives a damn again? Yeah, he cares. Jimmy um, Graham was actually in there, like, having fun and blocking people instead of just looking like he was miserable. Same with Allen Robinson. There was times where Allen Robinson looked like he didn't give a shit either. I think they were just tired of naggy calling plays. I think that's what it was. I think they were tired of offensive meetings. I think they were tired of this and that. And I think they knew – they didn't call plays right for Mitch Trubisky. He didn't call the right plays for Nick Foles, so they were just done. They were just like, you can't do it. I think ultimately I think they like Trubisky more. Like I think they've been through that grinder with Mitch. Like not saying anything against Nick Foles because I think Nick Foles is probably a great dude. Everything you hear about Nick Foles is positive. But I think the team – I said, yeah, and he's got a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, and that matters. That matters. Okay. That, that BDE. You're going you're to tell me you're going to listen to a quarterback with some micro penis? <laughs> nope. 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 I'm not playing um, for that, dude. But I, but I think, honestly, I think they liked Mitch because they knew Mitch kind of got screwed over by John Fox. Like, yes. John Fox did the same thing Nagy did in our six-game losing streak. I'm going to call plays, or I'm going to have my offensive guy call plays for Mitch that I know don't fit his skill set. And then Montgomery, dude, Montgomery is a different animal now. And you want to talk about a guy who it's like, oh, the front side of the play is now shut down. Oh, we still somehow have three yards. Okay. Which, okay, their offensive line looks a hell of a lot better now. 
now they that we're Mount not playing yeah which why didn't we do that eight weeks ago Here at the Coach Steve Show podcast, we're very excited for our new sponsor for the show, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee. Pretty exciting that they wanted to sponsor the podcast and very um, excited for the opportunity to be sponsored by them. Um, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a very unique kickoff tee. It's, there's nothing like it. It is created so that way you can place the football however you want it. You want it to stand up higher. It can stand up higher. If you want it you know, to make it down lower to make the football be kicked off and go farther, it can do that. You want to place it to the side. You want it to stand straight up however you want. You could put it upside down if that's the thing. However you want, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee can let you do that. So if you're a coach and you have a younger guy or a developing kicker who is not reaching the end zone at all times, this is the perfect kickoff tee for you. The reason is that it gives a coach a strategic options on squibs and onside kicks that were never available before. This kickoff tee is legal for the NCAA use and for all high schools at the National Federation High School Association. The Launchpad kickoff tee, it is a game changer, guys. Having one here is a complete game changer. Check out the videos that they've posted. It's, it's amazing stuff to see what the kickers can do once they get this and get the kicking down and use this tee. So for now, what I need you to do if you're interested in looking at it and going to buy one, Please go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. And when you buy the one T, use the code CSS to get 10% off. But also, there are other options using the same link. If you want to buy two, you can get 25% off. If you think you need more and want to go buy the four-pack option, you can buy three and get one of them for free. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com dot com slash css and use the code css and go get this game-changing kickoff tee for all you kickers and you coaches today because i think it's all about your name i think we they were, were forcing it we we're playing a converted d tackle i think that for whatever reason they love richard coward Somebody in the management does. He can't block for shit. No. At all. No. No. And then, uh, you know, we had it. What If Fetty was at right tackle this last game, wasn't he? I think he was at right tackle. Uh Yep. And, and I mean, that was serviceable. I think Massey is still probably serviceable for another year. But I think left tackle, dude, Leno has not been good for six years. And it's just the name, right? Like, Leno's not an elite left tackle. So it's like, oh, we don't have to give him a shit ton of money. We can just go cheap here. Draft a mean-ass left tackle and watch. Just look at, like, what Quentin Nelson did with – I mean, Quentin Nelson's a once-in-a-generation type guard because he's just meaner than shit. But look at what he did to the Indianapolis Colts line. You put somebody on there who's mean as shit and just wants to pancake people. But here's the thing. Like, if you're an embattled GM, do you really want to be like, hey, we've continued to struggle for three years. Here's my first round guard. They did it. Look at what it did. It's a hard sell. Yeah. 
I was honestly hoping that the Bears would get him. But then he went at six, and they picked at eight. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're 100% right in that. Like, you look at the good NFL teams, and they're built from the line of scrimmage back. All of them are. And the Bears have tried consistently to do it the opposite way. Well, they've just tried to get defense. Like, how many picks have we spent on defense and one double-A flyers on offense? Which, I mean, Mooney looks good. He's not a one double-A, but... Right. But you look like... um, Abilene Christian there for a while was like the thing. And honestly, like Johnny Knox was a good receiver. His neck just got screwed up, you know, but like uh, we always try and chase these flyers. I would much rather have a proven guy to provide consistency than a flyer that I'm going to have to re-sign for a major contract to be explodes. True. Because it's consistency. So really what I'm looking for is somebody who hasn't been hurt. Because that's the name of the game in the NFL. Avoid the injury report. Best ability is availability. Yeah. So. All right. Are you ready for Illinois talk here? We got to move this along. Uh, Illinois hired Coach Bielema as their new head football coach. Uh, me and Brad had our discussion. I was not a fan of it, but then I went back and thought about it, talked about it, looked at it, and I was like, okay, I'm on board. Listen to him talk. I was on board because I thought he was fired from Wisconsin, so I was wrong. I didn't know he left. I thought he was fired. And so it was just kind of like, oh, you know, and then Arkansas. It just seemed like Arkansas, he was like punching a brick wall. Like, this is my way. This is my way. This is my way. And I'm not adapting. And then hearing him talk about how he's going to adapt things to what he has rather than force things, I'm like, okay, I get it. And he seems excited. Like, we were all excited for Lovey, but this is different. It seems like this – Lovey was politically correct when he talked. This guy's going to say what he wants, and it just feels like he actually wants to be here. Yeah. What's that? I think, I think the coolest thing Illinois put out was him standing on the state in the middle of the football field where he was born and raised. I was like, that kind of like, that was when I started to buy in. It wasn't anything that he said. It was like, okay, like this is a dude from here. And then like the first thing he did was call the coach's clinic that Lovey stuffed. And was like, hey, we need to do something. I don't even care if it's a Zoom. We just invite everybody. Like I want to talk football, the Illinois football coaches. And it seemed like all of your big football coaches from the state were happy with that hire, which means hopefully we have a fighting chance to keep some of these guys home. Because then all and, the Chicago schools came out and said, like, we never even saw Lovey. Our guys got recruited in Notre Dame, got recruited here, got recruited here, and we never saw Lovey walk in one time. There was a lot of shit that came out about Lovey where it was just kind of like, wow. You know, like Layman saying he offered to be the linebacker coach and Levy like basically snuffed him for his son and like all of that stuff is like, you know, my, my two things, I would love for Bielema to hire Shieldhouse in like that run because Shieldhouse was like a, a, a dual threat quarterback. He was a pistol guy. He's a four-year guy. 
And he was a quarterback's coach at, at Iowa State, which is a pretty hot football team, you know, like in collegiate football. Like, they were the big surprise this year, but I think they have a hell of a culture. I think he understands what that's about. And then uh, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see Lehman come in and coach the linebackers because I think he's got that recruiting swagger. If he offered yeah. it for love, he's got to offer it for a guy who actually wants to be here. True. Um, and so that's, you know, I when when he said he had learned from his experiences being with the Patriots and the Giants and that he was going to adapt things for the college football, he's like, this isn't going to look like Wisconsin. I was like, okay. And then I just, I just talked to a coach in Texas and we were talking about the Bielma hire because he was like, you guys got a good coach going on there. And I was talking about recruiting. He goes, look at the head coach at Iowa. He knows his interior is going to get recruited in Iowa, part of Illinois, and Wisconsin. They focus on those states for their linemen, fullbacks, and linebackers and all that stuff. Then they start to branch out to the Ohios and the southern states for their outside guys. They have yep. it down to a science because Iowa's always has got that. And he said it just kind of seemed like Lovey. Because this Lovey's from Texas, you know, so he's like it just looked like Lovey was trying to get everybody from those southern states instead of focusing yeah. on, look, this is what Illinois has to offer. Let's get those kids. We adapt the offense and defense to what these kids are within our system and do it. Just look like he didn't want to do that. And they said if Bielema learned something from Wisconsin, Arkansas, and the Patriots, you'll be just fine. And because Bielema played at Iowa, he knows how the recruiting works and for those areas. So I think he's going to do that. I think – uh, so my buddy actually told me this. I guess there was a statue of Barry Alvarez in Brett Bielema's office in Wisconsin, and he wanted to take it out, and they wouldn't let him. And then what athletic director? What athletic director coaches a college football team when the coach leaves? It's normally the offensive coordinator or somebody who takes over. And Barry Alvarez, when Bielema left, went and coached in that bowl game. Okay. Hey, ooh. First of all, Barry Alvarez is a legend at Wisconsin. Okay. okay. So that whole thing about him leaving Wisconsin for Arkansas, I don't blame him for that at all. Because who would want to be the coach under the living legend of Wisconsin? But he had already been to three Rose Bowls, which is more than Alvarez ever did. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he wants to be more than just – Barry Alvarez light, which that's all he was ever going to be at Wisconsin. So it was probably a and mutual partner. It was probably a mutual partner or their mutual yeah. go away. And that's probably yeah. why Bilma yeah. was punching the brick wall at Arkansas to say, this is my way. Maybe he was trying too hard. Like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I won't adapt to nothing. No offense to coach Bilma because like he knows more than I do, but like, he's like, this is what we're going to do. And I'm not going to adapt nothing. So maybe well, that's a good point. It's also easy. like you talk about, like, and and but the other thing to that is, is that that he had a skimp budget at Wisconsin, so he constantly lost assistant coaches. So the fact that he went to three straight Rose Bowls and he couldn't even retain his assistant coaches is pretty damn impressive, because they were pretty cheap, from what I understand. What do you think the chances are we could open up the pocketbooks and steal Jim Leonard from? Wisconsin. I don't know. Did we freeze again? 
No, no, no. He he asked about Jim Leonard from Wisconsin. I don't – that's the next thing. I have no idea who Bielema's going to hire because normally when you bring in a coach, you know what guys he's been around. It's been a couple years. I have no idea. Yeah. Speaking with way off subject, I texted you guys this last night. Did you hear what's come out about Auburn, like what actually happened there? It was their D coordinator and a bunch of boosters for the program kicked Gus Malzahn out because the boosters said they would throw their money behind making the D coordinator the head coach. Oh, my God. And then they didn't. Yeah, and then they didn't. So, like, one of the best D coordinators in the nation in Auburn, like, people love that dude, is now basically a free agent. They're talking about him going to LSU. But here's the thing, though. Now that that has come out, do you put yourself in a situation of, do I want to bring in a guy that's going to get behind getting me fired? If well, you're at Oberon, you're, you're yeah. a coach of life there. He would – well – that's well, he's, he's not Nick Saban. That's not Nick Saban, though. If it was Nick Saban hiring him, Nick Saban's like, I ain't getting fired. I'll bring him in and kick his ass. Ogeron. You're going to tell me LSU is going to fire their Cajun national champion yes. winning I'm going to tell you, when you read the book, they wanted him gone after his first year. And when he was the head coach or the interim? When he head was coach. the head coach. They didn't, he wasn't even – he was like their fourth pick to be the head coach. No shit. He's not a secure. I haven't read the book. I haven't read the book, but watching like the sixty minutes, watching this, he's not as secure as everyone thinks he is. No, this no, is he's a likable guy. He's at his dream job, but for whatever reason, nobody's ever wanted to give him. Even when he's been the interim coach, when he was the interim coach at USC, they won games. Interim coach at LSU, they won games, but everybody always viewed him as an assistant. Like, he goes all over all of that, which is really interesting. I mean, but Yeah, I had heard that in interviews before where he – it, like, hurt him how many times. Like, he had the opportunity and people were just passed over. This championship yeah. – uh, this championship, I think, bought him three years, something like that. You know, the championship bought him some time, and that's seen how, how much he had to replace this year, I think, bought him some time. But yeah. here in two or three years, they they beat Florida. Florida, like that was a good way to end your season. It's like eliminating a conference opponent from the college football playoff. Right. So I think that bought him some time. So if I'm Ogeron, I'm not risking bringing that guy in. He may be a great defensive coordinator, but if the stories are true to come out of like boosters got behind getting Gus fired, if I'm Ogeron, I bring in Gus as my OC. Fuck it. Be like, come on over, let's go. I'd, I'd pay for that, too. That'd be sweet. But his OC right now has been with him for a long time. But but do what you, you did know? with – do what you did with what's-his-face. Bring Gus in and be, like, the main play caller, but that guy be a co-offense coordinator. Yeah. Joe so Brady, you, guys, yeah. you guys probably don't know this, but Ogeron and Lane Kiffin are like us. They're, like, best friends. And he his whole thing to get to LSU – was he told them that he would bring Lane Kiffin as his offensive coordinator. And then Lane Kiffin took the Florida Atlantic job. Yeah, crazy shit. But him and Lane Kiffin are really good friends. Did you know Lane Kiffin and that Coach Brown from Indy on last year were good friends too? Oh, really? Because <laughs> Lane, Lane sent him a book and was like, 
here, read this book, and it's going to change your life. And they're friends. They talk all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Side note there. So all right, we got one, one minute for Illinois basketball. Go. Okay. Uh, love Curbelo. Um, everybody needs to get off Miller's back. He's a young shooter, and he's in a slump right now. He'll be okay. Uh, Desunu, playing like Desunu should. Um, he's doing a hell of a job right now. Everybody needs to get off of his back for that one three that he like air rated. I mean, that is what it is. He thought that he heard them yelling foul and he wanted to at least give it a chance. You know, um, we're young. We're going to be dangerous when it comes March. Because when they learn how to play, I love Bellow's conscious effort to get the ball to the post. He does stupid shit. I love it. If we play Kofi and uh, Bashan's Billy together, Kofi's a 20 and 10 guy. Yes. Like, when you see the difference, when Bashan's Billy's in, he feeds Kofi the ball better than anyone else on this team, besides maybe Curbelo. Dude, Curbelo gets him the ball where Kofi wasn't expecting it. That's it. Yeah. Kofi probably had handfuls of times where he's bobbled the ball because he wasn't expecting it. You know? Because Curbelo will do those crazy, like, delays in the air, and then all of a sudden he, like, wraps it around at the last second. Curbelo also has – I'm seeing his game develop. I think he's realizing people are realizing he's going to drive and dump. So now he's developed that cool little like stop in the post fadeaway shot. Yeah. That is super smooth. Yeah. And I swear to God, he's a creative character. Yeah. And then there were a couple other things. I noticed that Underwood pulled like on a game. And I watched Underwood grab Miller coming off the floor the same way he does with Curbelo because Miller looked like somebody pissed, pissed his cheerios. Like he had a ring and it was the seed that like Underwood seems to do that with everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, But I am a little worried about Adam Miller a little bit. I'm not worried, worried. He's young. I realize that. But, like, right. I don't want his confidence to ruin what could be an awesome career. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, all young shooters do hit a slump. And the fact that he came out and set the freshman scoring record right off the bat and stuff probably didn't help things. Because when you hit the slump, then it's like you're, like, hitting rock bottom. And it's like, no, dude, you're still scoring six to eight points. It's okay. Um, but I think, honestly, with the offense, Curbelo fits better in that lineup than Miller. And when you take out Frazier, it's more you need to put Miller in there kind of thing. Like, they're similar-ish at this point. Miller's probably going to be better. But they're similar-ish players. Yeah. And I also I just like the don't-take-shit attitude from our players, too. Like, they just ain't going to put up with it. And I love that. We I, we haven't had that in a while. All right, well, there's, there's your minute. Shit. 
Let Brad go. Let Brad go real quick. Go okay. Watching Cabello slide in between screens because he's so small is one of my favorite things during an Illinois basketball game. That dude has to just be like covered in grease. Like no one ever <laughs> gets their hands on him. He's the greased up death guy off Family Guy. And another thing, like people don't, and I know this is our minute, Steve. You know our minute is actually 10. Uh, Not just a machete outside the door for me. Hey, I was off work four minutes ago. Curbelo might be the fastest player we've had since D. Brown. Watch him when yes. he goes to recover on defense. It is like lightning in a bottle. Yes. And he didn't come out of the game until there was like 30 seconds left in the game last game. Like, I don't know if Underwood was trying to, like, see how much in the tank he had, but he never stopped moving. Or was he just like, I can't take him out right now. I just can't. He's probably like, I just can't do it. The offense just works really well with him. Right. He's just probably like, I can't do it. I have to keep him in there. So I'm excited. I'm not one of those that's going to jump all over him for having – we're going to have some rough patches because we do have a couple of young guys, but ultimately Io's keeping us in games, and it'll be all right. Big Ten's going to be a banger, though. Yeah. Did you see uh, – I forget if it was the Indiana game or the game before that. They were down kind of late, or it was like close game. And Kofi said that Underwood just looked across the huddle to Io, and he was like, you're the best player in the nation. Go be the best player in the nation. And then he just went off. I love that. That was the game before. Yeah. Game before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is good coaching to me. Yeah. Especially when you have a guy like Io that, like, wants to prove it. Let him go I, prove it. Having well, because let's be honest. They're still young men. Like, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. The talent's there because you're playing at that level, right? But it's the psyche thing. And when you tell somebody they're a killer and you are and you give them clear and honest feedback like Underwood does all of those guys, he gives them honest feedback, right? To some people, that's too tough. But, but he coaches, and he coaches them hard. When you have a guy who coaches you hard and then he looks you straight in the eyes and says, you're the best player in the country, go show it, um, you're going to go do it. Now your belief is there because he tells you when you're bad, he tells you what to fix, and he tells you when you're, you know, he like, he's, he's a, we, got, we got a good one with him. Having yeah. him and Coach Bielema is pretty fun to have two guys that want to be at Illinois and coach there, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, All right, and not just, they're outspoken. Which is fun. All right. There, there we go. There's the buzzer. All right. We got to stop. Oh, Steve has shit to do. We got to stop. Oh, now we got to stop. When Brad has shit to do and I have to call in for my fucking work, yeah, we can take three hours, Steve. Well, shouldn't you be leaving? You told me you were leaving at 730. See yeah. you there, Applesauce. Work was over for me seven minutes ago, Steve. Dedicated to this shit. They're going to think you're in there ordering applesauce and you're actually yeah. just on a podcast. No, all my employees tonight were like, where have you been? You were in there screaming at something. <laughs> they fucked up my order, so I had to go over it again. <laughs> it's the Government applesauce. Cut our yes, the apple. cut our 
our funding got cut for you to get $600 in the mail. That's what just happened. Yeah. So now I got to pull extra applesauce overtime. Now I'm getting the shitty ass mac and cheese from China at this point, folks. God damn it. Now we're just getting full on apples. They're not applesauce anymore. It's just a fucking apple. <laughs> we got to sauce our own apples now. All right. We got to stop. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.